Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another great show only on the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, feel free to check out www.4iradio.com. Wallop and web snappers. My spider sense is tingling. Tingling. Anybody else's spider sense tingling? Welcome to Walloping Web Snappers, a Spider-Man podcast where we dive into every Spider-Man cartoon ever made. I'm Derek. And I'm Doug. And is your spider sense tingling? No, what do you think? I'm some sort of spider freak? To listen to this show, find us on foureyedradio.com and wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is brought to you by Revenge Lover Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. And real quick, we just want to take a quick moment to thank our spectacular patrons, Bo, Carl, Eric, and Katie. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are here at the epic conclusion of the rise of Doc Ock. So much rising of Doc Ock happening in this episode that he's in for mm, three and a half minutes, maybe. <laughs> oh, boy. This episode concludes the rise of Doc Ock arc, but also these four episodes have an entirely separate arc inside of them that is also concluded, question mark, slash also kicked off in this very episode. It's a lot. Last week's was a lot and probably more, but this week is also a lot. I really do want to pick the brains of the writers to know how like this came to be. Like why yeah. like it is it is just such a simple thing. Like just it is just the only problem really is the naming convention of the Rise of Doc Ock. Okay. Parts yeah. one through four. Like because I truly don't understand. Now that we're in now that we're here this week, because I was trying really hard not to like spoil anything from this week, last week, just in case people sure. watch week to week, right? Sure. But now that we're here, presumably anybody who was gonna watch has watched. So right off the top, what I was trying to explain last week that I don't think I did very well is I think the fact that they they conclude this episode with Doc Ock claiming himself as Doc Ock, right? He gets to the point where he is unabashedly like I am Dr. Octopus. I have my own agenda that I am going to push in a sort of villainous way, right? Yeah. Like the sure. Doc Ock we have been expecting has arrived. I honestly think that would have been more effective if this whole arc weren't called that and we weren't expecting it to happen. I think that would have been so much better. It ends up feeling very like underplayed in this episode, but I right. think only because... You're waiting for four episodes for it to happen on the rise of Doc Ock. So, yeah. Yeah, it's what we were waiting weird. for the whole time. So it's like by the time you get to the thing you were waiting for, you were like, oh, I guess you are going to get to that, huh? Like, And it could have been a thing where it was like, oh, Doc Ock is just now part of Oz Academy and we'll get to the Doc Ock stuff at a different point. Because right now we're dealing with Norman and Raymond, right? So if they, if they kind of like snuck in like that, not snuck in because it's featured, but like then had that twist at the end where it was like, oh, and by the way, here's the end of the Doc Ock story. Doc Ock is here. Like, whoa, gag. Wasn't expecting it, you know? Yeah. 
it's, it's weird. And it's weird that it all, it all relies on just the naming convention, but I really think it matters. It does. Well, you know, I mean, like, I was going to say it's like, oh, it's like the meta of it. Maybe it's not like the text, but it is literally the text because you see the title of the episode in the episode itself. So, like, yeah. there's not really – it is kind of part of it. I think it is – I think it is very worthy of, of conversation because even if you aren't paying attention to – to the names on Disney plus or whatever, if you were just watching it on, on Disney XD or something, you're still going to see the title. And so you're still, it is still forming that expectation and it's something that I would have assumed they had complete control over. So it's very strange. When you identify something as an arc, you expect it to finish from where it began. Right. So uh, you, you expect the moment that that is Doc Ock. Yeah. It's um, weird. Well, it's weird. It's not, (laughs) A bad episode. It's just weird. It's just weird. Yeah. 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 Putting all that aside, there's still lots of other stuff to talk about in this. There's a lot happening. If you want to watch along with us, this episode is currently available on Disney Plus. You can watch it there. The episode we're talking about today of Spider-Man 2017 is season one, episode 18, entitled The Rise of Doc Ock, part four. Synopsis per IMDb is Spider-Man teams up with Gwen and a reluctant Harry to investigate the missing Raymond Warren, a.k.a. the Jackal. The original air date was January 28th, 2018, which was the same day as the previous episode that we talked about. Oh. So they kind of uh, I don't think all four of them aired at the same time. Wow, so. that would have been a lot to take in in one day. Right. <laughs> yeah. But I yeah. also don't know if I would have wanted to wait a week. So yeah, I sure. don't know. Sure. Sure. Uh, this episode was written by Sterling Gates, who we've talked about before. Uh, I think we last talked about him, or at least the, or maybe the first time we talked about him was on our episode 82, which was the Rhino episode of this show, Party Animals. We talked about him then, but he is primarily a comic writer, uh, though in television he wrote on CW's Supergirl and was a story editor on the Flash TV show until just last year, apparently. Subzo was directed by Dan Duncan. We're very familiar with him. He's, I think, the supervising director of the show and also directed part two of this four-parter. Yeah, and I believe we're just playing with characters on the board. There are a lot of them, but we're just playing with characters on the board. Nobody new introduced here. Sure. So we can dive immediately into this one. Let us do it. So this episode opens with the Spider-Men. Miles is back in the suit attempting to break into New York Penitentiary in order to corroborate or invalidate Norman's claim that he destroyed the Jackal. I like that this is where this starts. I think this is a fun thing for Peter to try to be doing. Yeah, well, I think Interesting that Miles is here, because I can't quite... We still don't know why Miles is here sometimes and when he's not, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, you know, he between last episode and this episode, he asked Miles for for help. I will say, to, to the credit of last episode, it was a perfectly solid reason why Miles isn't in it, because it all takes place at Oz Academy. So, like... Yeah. It makes sense that it's sort of like Peter leaves and it's sort of like, okay, I've learned my lesson from the last episode that I actually do need evidence to figure out what is going on with Norman to prove to Harry that this is bad. So, hey, Miles, can you help me find evidence that he did not actually murder the Jackal? Yeah. yeah. God, he really needs Anya by his side. She would she would keep him yeah. so organized. What a what a help Where she would be. Where has to him. she been? We I don't know. We haven't seen her this whole time since we've gone come back but to this show. We have barely been at Horizon High. That's true. At least for this four parter, there's not been that. But like, and when we have, it's been like auto stuff. I think yeah. like the first of this four parter had Horizon style, uh, Horizon High stuff. Yeah. So 
I guess that, but even still, she doesn't even appear. Yeah. Anyway, can't wait for Anya to return. I know, right? I miss her. <laughs> right? I was missing Gwen, too. She finally shows up in this episode, so. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so they're they're trying to break into this New York prison uh, to, to try to figure out, is, is Warren actually alive or not? And they're, they're figuring if he's in the cell, then whatever Norman's claiming is clearly wrong. And if he's not, then whatever Norman's saying is probably true. Unsurprisingly, they do find Warren in the cell. We know this because the Warren that Norman claims to have killed blew himself up. But what's weird is the the Warren in the cell also seems to be an artificial replobot with a bomb in its chest. Uh, man, these and then are all ex- over the place, man. They're all over the place. I still don't, you know. At this point, I'm like, where the fuck is actual Raymond Warren? But whatever, we'll find out eventually, I guess. Yeah. Um, and this one also blows itself up. Uh, into green goo i guess that wasn't made clear in the last one that this is what happened but now we know they blow up into a bunch of green goo uh but does this after yelling to the prison guards about being attacked so uh i it seems like probably had an inkling that someone if not the spider-man would show up and is prepared to frame them for killing him in the cell yeah it's weird (laughs) it's 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 a it's a real quick start they really jump right into it Uh uh-huh dude just fucking explodes that's and where he's we're at now creepy as hell he in that really cell is. i like the, like the green glow effect that Me they do, too. You, you can like i mean we saw it last week too but i think it's even more clear in this one where you like sort of see his rib cage and sort of see his skeleton mm-hmm. for a second right before he explodes it's uh yeah it's very creepy you know what it kind of reminds me of it reminds me of uh, that radioactive villain in Batman Beyond. Blight. Yeah. His name was Derek Powers, I think. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's a cool one to have on your team. I'm, I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm yeah. not mad about yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, like the Spider-Man are just sort of like, oh, shit. Like, we've been framed, haven't we? <laughs> Crap. Again. So they leave. Uh, they're nearly captured as they try to escape, but... Miles is like, by the way, I can go invisible. I do like that. It's just like, oh, no. Peter's like, we've been caught. And Miles is like, I mean, you have been. I'm invisible right now. They don't even know I'm here. Um, they do such a good job because then Peter's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Miles is like, no, seriously, it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you know, they, they outmaneuver him. Peter does his slingshotty thing. Yeah. Miles is like, is like riding like piggyback on him. It's so cute. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I love it. Love a good slingshot. Mm-hmm. Well, after their break in and subsequent break out of this penitentiary, they sort of debrief, and Peter remarks that if both jackals they've encountered recently are fake, but Norman believes that the jackal is dead, which I don't think he does, but I think it's sort of unclear in this episode. I think we are made to believe last episode that he knows he didn't kill the jackal, but everybody else thinks he did which makes sense because he didn't tell them he didn't but i feel like this this episode itself doesn't make it abundantly clear where norman sits i I don't really know but at this point i think what the information we know is that they reasonably believe that norman believes that he killed the jackal so that's how they're operating so peter's like if those are both fake and norman thinks he killed the jackal it means the jackal's still out there somewhere, and that means the Osborns are open to attack. They are not expecting him to attack them. Yeah, it's it's kind yeah. of a, it's a it's a a few too many steps for me to feel like that was the intention, but maybe it was. Yeah, it's a little messy, but sure, maybe 
and, maybe, unless that's exactly it's what messy. they meant. I guess it's like I don't. I I just question if that's exactly what they meant because it seems like a lot of yeah. Seems like a lot of logic. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. We know the truth, so it's fine. Yeah, yeah. So like the next day, Peter visits Harry at Oz Academy. You know, they didn't leave each other on, off on a great place before, so it's a it's a little bit awkward. Ooh. And even more awkward is that. I guess Pete didn't really learn his lesson because he just shows up as sort of like, okay, now I'm going to ambush you with even more completely bananas information that I have no proof about that I was just going to say was sort of a – I guess at least he does have – okay, here. He tells he tells Harry that he believes that the jackal that attacked Oz Academy was a clone, but, but unlike before – Peter can actually latch on to the whole I work for Spider-Man thing. So he can at least tell Harry that this is what information Spider-Man gave him, which is like slightly more veritable than, you know, or verifiable than before, I guess. Yeah. Either way, Harry's just like, that's a wild thing to say. You know, I don't. And also, I, you know, I don't like Spider-Man. So like, what? what is this going to do for me? And there's also this added factor of Warren, the Replobot Warren framing the Spider-Men for yelling that like, Oh, they, they, they attacked me. And there's like video evidence of the spider people showing up right before he exploded or whatever. So Harry's like, Spidey's a menace. You, he attacked Warren in prison. Like, come on, this, you're, this isn't working. This isn't working. And Peter's like, no, it was a clone. Has anyone, I mean, are they just covering up the fact that the Warren in prison just exploded into goo? Like, where is that information? Well, I have a couple questions here, specifically because this involves Harry Osborne. Yeah. So I understand that there are questions publicly about what happened at the prison based largely on, like, the angle of the camera, right? Yeah. What they know is that that the Spider-Men were there in front of his prison cell and that he seemingly exploded or something and he's <laughs> not there anymore right so like no one witnessed it they just but but they did see that the spider-men were there and presumably that something exploded in warren's cell and he's not there anymore so yeah. that's what they know what i'm confused about specifically with regards to harry osborne harry points to the fact that the spider-men were there at warren's cell but he also believes that norman osborne killed Raymond Warren, right? Mm, yep, it doesn't really make sense, does it? <laughs> so I, it's it's also possible I missed the exact word, but like, does so does Harry not think that Warren was actually in the cell and that the Spider Men were just like doing weird shit at his cell? Like, I don't, I have I don't, a hard time understanding what Harry believes in this moment. I think it's, I think it's uh, confusing. I think it's uh, confusing. Yeah. And the only the only reason I like reasoning I could do here is that Harry is only half paying attention to Peter in the first place, but it doesn't really explain <sighs> how Harry feels about the news story that's claiming the Spider-Man killed someone that he thinks his dad already killed. It's very confusing cuz I I really like the idea of Harry being like full hero worship of his dad and just being like my dad defeated the supervillain, that happened, that's proof that he's great and just like honing in on that. I I don't think they needed the frame job thing with Spider-Man. I think that it could have just been like they showed up to a cell and he exploded and then they left and like nobody. And then there goes your proof that there was a Raymond Warren clone because now it's just a bunch of goop anyway. And there's nothing they can do about it. That's not going to affect Harry's position. Just being like, my dad killed Jackal. You're wrong. And I don't trust Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. 
Um, also, like, it's nitpicky, but, like, the prison's going to have records of who's there. So, like, it should have actually been a lot more easy to verify, like, is Raymond Warren on record of being in that prison, even though the jackal was supposedly destroyed? Oh, he was? Okay, cool. Then Norman didn't kill the jackal, like we thought. Like, I don't understand why you went through this hullabaloo of literally, like, visiting Raymond Warren anyway. <laughs> I guess. <It's, laughs> I think they had a good idea with the logic of it all, but didn't necessarily consider the full implications of how that would affect the outside world for people who already have had experience with a Raymond Warren. Cause like theoretically Harry should immediately believe him that something's up before he even gets there. Right. Like yeah. how could the Spider-Man be framed for killing somebody? My dad already killed. Right, exactly. Like yeah. the, he should already yeah. be suspicious. He, you, you could create a situation where depending on the timeline and the show's not good about timelines, so they would never do this, but where if they go there soon enough, Harry could stubbornly just be like, well, no, who cares? Like, he clearly already got out. Like, the reason he's not in the cell is because he already got out. I don't know what the goop is, but, like, that's not what they're doing here. So, I don't know. I think it's a big question mark, and I think it's an actually pretty big problem. Yeah, I think it's a real big problem because the whole episode ends up is, like, predicated on this whole exchange here in this scene. So, like, and I don't think it needed to be. I think that they're, again a thing that comes up with the show frequently. It's like, I get your sort of core idea, but like there's definitely a more elegant way to do it. And in this case, like, I think they, I think they threw one too many wrenches at themselves. <laughs> I guess when Honestly, writing it, like just ditch the news story, I think just yeah, ditch yeah, the yeah. news story, because if you ditch the news story, then Harry or Peter can still come to Harry and say, Spider-Man told me this thing happened. And Harry could be like clones. That's a, a ridiculous thing to say. Also, Warren's already dead. What are you even talking about? Yeah. And then yeah. you could you could still have – this is jumping ahead a little bit. You could still have Gwen bring up what happened to her uncle if she tries to visit him in prison and isn't there or if somehow she gets word that he was at Oscorp. Like, you could still do all the same things yeah. without the news story. Absolutely. It's weirdly – it's, like, weirdly messy, especially, you know, like, they're – you already have plenty of the setup of the schism between Peter and Harry. Like, I feel like they're like trying to like double down on like Peter looking bad, I guess, to Harry or Spider-Man looking bad to Harry. But like, yeah, the news story really plays no role in anything after like later on. There's no reason you yeah. can't just strip that out. It it only complicates things. Yeah. Yeah. So, other than that, I, 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 that, that was a thing that I was really hung up on. Yeah. Now it bothered me a lot too. So, <laughs> okay. So we're still at the point where he's there, right? Peter's still with Harry. Yeah. yeah. So, so Harry gets frustrated that Peter hasn't left him alone. I mean, at one point, Harry literally says like, I have nothing to say to you. So like from the Ugh. jump, he was like, I don't want you to be here. I don't want you talking to me. So of course he gets frustrated and he, he basically says, and this doesn't even necessarily make sense outside of the fact that Harry's angry. Mm-hmm. He's, he's basically like, how do I know that you and Spider-Man aren't just trying to like make my dad look bad? And I think if he thought about it for a second, there really wouldn't be a reason for them to do that. But he's like pissed yeah. and Peter won't leave him alone. Yeah, he's really more and more annoyed with every right. second. Right. So he doesn't even have to understand why that would be the case, but it probably feels like it, you know? Sure. So he 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 asks this question and Peter's like I'm not doing that. I just I I just care that you could be in danger, okay? All I'm trying to say is that there could be a jackal still out there in the event that your dad didn't actually kill a jackal, in the event that the jackal at the prison wasn't 
real. I just am worried that something could happen to you. And Harry is like, you know what? You're being a major distraction. I'm trying to get stuff done. Parker, can you leave me alone? And this is pretty significant. He calls Peter Parker instead of Pete or Peter. uh, And he's never done that in this show. Yeah. That really hurt me when I heard that. I know. I was like, (laughs) oh, no, it's really actually broken. It's really actually busted. Yeah. This isn't this isn't. uh, We'll forgive each other over smoothies and shake hands and be best friends kind of fight. This is like a real this is a real fight. Not even calling him by name. Yeah. it's also you know it's also this is this is not in the text or anything but the Mm -hmm. fact that harry calls him parker i think really really hurts when you think about the people who call peter just parker it's usually like teachers that don't necessarily respect him his bullies bullies usually call him parker Mm -hmm. like flash almost always exclusively calls him parker yeah it's 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 not great and harry would know that you know so yeah it yeah. sucks. It sucks. It's understandable, well, but it sucks. Yeah, I'm I'm not mad at him for it though. I get it, you know. He's trying to establish boundaries and Peter is not respecting them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Peter's being real annoying. I get How it. How did Peter even get in? Good question. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter. Like they need to interact in some way, but like how yeah. did he even get into Oz Academy? <laughs> maybe he saw a pass from his like guest day. Yeah, maybe. You know, the day yeah. before or whatever. Yeah, well, you know, Peter leaves. Harry calls his dad to set up time to talk. So Peter has clearly gotten to him in some way. You know, the fact that Harry does still want to talk to his dad about some about whatever is going on. But, you know, we don't exactly know what or how or or, or what's going to happen with that. So back at Horizon, Gwen catches up with Peter and asks if he saw what Spider-Man did to her uncle. That's the one other time that the news story comes up, I guess. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think she still could have been asking questions about her uncle without necessarily that news story. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because all the whole point is that it allows the conversation to come up where Peter shares his theory about Warren uh, in the prison being a phony. And it's like, Gwen, I know, you know, your uncle did a lot of weird stuff. He like turned himself into a jackal. He turned people into rhinos. He's tried to start a spider army. But like. Has he ever done, like, anything else weird other than all that stuff? <laughs> and I like that Gwen's reply is just, well put. Anyway. <laughs> I feel like you're not doing the writing justice. They were like, I lo- they, like, reversed it where he was like, has he ever researched anything weird? I mean, like, besides turning himself. Like, I just yeah, think it's, yeah, it's funny. They, they structure it really, really well. <laughs> I like it. It's, it's good. It's good. um but yeah gwen's like i really don't know but i'm happy to go over to his house and like poke around all of his materials and stuff because i also want to know what the hell is going on with this guy yeah i mean considering like what a a couple months ago or whatever she found out about the jackal like right right so she's she knows that there's probably more to the story yeah for sure so this is <laughs> so this Gwen. So they they agree to go to Raymond Warren's house, and Gwen like hops on her bike, and is basically like, "All right, Pete, hop on." And he's like <laughs> weird about it for a moment. And it's not clear why he's being weird about it. There's any number of reasons he could be weird about it. Yeah, uh, but they just do a good job making him like really awkward in the moment. Yeah, uh, and I I I did chuckle at it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Regardless of of what 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 was weird about it, I yeah. thought it was funny. What do you think about this next thing? Because then. Yeah, Harry shows up in his limo and is just like, "No, nah, you don't have to ride your bike. I actually will help." 
And yeah. he shares he shares that off screen he tried to talk to Norman about it. Norman's ego wouldn't allow him to entertain the idea that he didn't kill the jackal. So Harry's like, it does feel weird to me. So why don't yeah. we go together and try to find out the answer together? What yeah. do you what were you thinking when you watched that? Did you call me it? a fool because I was fooled? I bought it too. I should have I should have thought more about it considering the entire conversation happened off screen, but yeah. I think they really did the best that they could to basically have Harry call his dad right after Peter was like, I just want you to know that I am worried you could be attacked. I'm worried yeah. about you and I'm worried about your dad, whatever I'll leave, but just know that yeah. for for the scene to end with Harry calling his dad could have meant a million different things. Um, and so when he pops up here and is like, and his explanation is perfect, right? Yeah. My dad's ego will not allow him to think that he didn't kill the jackal. Sure. Yeah. That yeah, that I, would be 100% true if the conversation went exactly that way. Yeah. We've seen a million scenes of, of Norman yep. saying similar things to Harry and Harry believing it. We've also seen like a million different scenes of Harry kind of quickly forgiving Peter for something yeah. after being mad at him. So like they've established the expectation just fine. I think it's really smart. Because I think so they too. Are, they are building on things that they've done before, just to pull the rug out from under us. Because it's sort of like, yeah, I mean that's a that's kind of a kind of a kind of a bummer way to like con- complete that schism kind of off screen. But that's happened before, so sure, I guess guess they're good now. All right, well, cool. But Teams here's back the thing. Together. I but but I will say I wasn't convinced that they were like hunky dory. I just was convinced that that Harry mm. was interested enough. Yeah. And yeah. thought there was something fishy enough. Yes. And again, absolutely. I actually think without the news story, that would have been a little bit more believable, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I just I just believed that Harry was interested enough. I did. I I fully thought they would still not be friends by the end of the episode. Yeah. No, I mean, that's that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But damn, they got me. Yeah. So I guess spoiler alert, there's more to the story. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway they do end up at warren's house i bernie is still the driver did you notice that oh i didn't even know his, his, his driver bernie who un just with for no explanation with no explanation uh is named and has the likeness of bernie sanders oh my god no you know what i, t- I just figured i mean it's it still doesn't really make sense i think it is just i think that someone just saw that oftentimes the Osborne's butler is named Bernard. They're short for Bernard could be Bernie. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if Bernie looked like Bernie Sanders? That's all it is. I mean, it's I figured it had bizarre. to do with Bernard. I just still don't understand why they did it. <laughs> like, Somebody thought it was funny. I don't yeah. think it's funny. I think, I mean, it's not like bad or whatever. It's just weird. Yeah. It's, it's just not like distracting. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's, it's a weird inexplicable, like, okay. Like someone tells you a joke that you're just like, I guess I get it. <laughs> Yeah, that's all yeah. it is, but whatever. Yeah. So anyway, they're at Warren's house, and Gwen becomes overwhelmed and starts crying at the rapidly changing events surrounding her uncle, which is understandable. Sure, um, it's I pretty, wish it pretty were, fucked up. Yeah, I just wish it were more than this, because what it actually is is like, it's an excuse for Peter to frantically search for a tissue and find something else. <laughs> like, I wish, they had, I wish they respected Gwen enough to allow her to, like, actually have this moment. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> then she's a... just like, oh, oh, okay, cool. Document. Uh-huh. All right. Well, next next piece of the puzzle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and they do, you know, part of this episode is the sort of, like, 
you know, like teen sleuthing, like one thing to the sure. next, finding clues, all that sort of stuff. Um, so it, it makes sense. I just, <laughs> I just, I was like, oh shit, this is really hitting her hard. And then like, we don't get anything else of it. Poor Gwen. <laughs> She'll deal with it off screen. It's fine. She will. I know. I can't wait till she's like a regular part of this show. Assuming oh God, that she is. So, okay. So yeah. So Peter, Peter finds this document that directs them to what he calls West End Storage, which turns out to be this massive storage warehouse. But when mm-hmm. they arrive and they get in, they find that there's just a single desk and security cameras, which if this were the 2003 show, wouldn't be weird at all because <laughs> one desk in a huge room is totally normal over there. <laughs> they couldn't afford to buy the little CGI furniture pieces <laughs> exactly. Yeah, their CGI furniture budget was was uh, depleted. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But in this universe, it is weird that there would be only one desk in a massive warehouse um, so they, they, they note that they're like, this is very weird. Um, what's also very weird is the cameras that they noticed scan them. And I think even like announce that they're scanning them, <laughs> um, <laughs> and identify one of the three teens DNA. Now I thought this was going to be Gwen's DNA at first. I was like, Oh, it recognizes Gwen. Ooh, that would have been uh, good. Yeah. Right. I thought that's what it was going to be, but it in fact recognizes Harry's DNA as an Osborne. And, and because of this the computer on the singular desk uh, starts to play a message from the jackal that was meant for Norman. So it recognizes Osborne DNA and plays a message for Norman. Yeah. Maybe Gwen is only related to Raymond by marriage potentially. And that's why, yeah. Cause it would be weird to just be like Norman. Well, I mean, Jackal is also there, but we're still going to deploy the security bots or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I mean, I figure that's the case as well. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, either way, uh, the message is basically saying, like, uh, Norman, I knew you would look for information about my spider army, so I booby-trapped the warehouse to kill you. So, you <laughs> sure. know, since since there's an Osborne there, these, like, security systems start to activate. We get some laser turrets. Gwen, Harry, and Peter do run for the door, but it, like, seals right before Peter can leap out. So he's trapped in there. Obviously, he's, like, Spider-Man, so he can fight these off, but because there's cameras, he's like, well, I can't change in front of it so instead i'll take the cameras out people will believe a 16 year old kid can take the cameras out right With um my webbing it's i don't like it I, no I didn't really granted be- like Harry knows that he makes technology for Spider-Man, but that doesn't mean Peter's walking around with web shooters. Right. I don't know. I didn't so he any, still any shouldn't have this. been using one. Just, yeah. I think there's so much happening in this, in this episode. I didn't need any of this stuff, honestly. But it's a whole, it's a, it's just, it's just a way to get them in like a fight sequence where Peter is fighting in civilian clothes. It, like he's, he's trying to be stealthy, takes out the cameras. And once he does, he starts smashing the turrets. He does it by like imitating the Avengers. So you like, it's like I've got I'm using a trash can like Captain America's shield. Mm-hmm. I'm using one of like the rectangle turrets like Thor's hammer. Isn't that cute? And I'm like, it's cute. Okay. And I did think done. it was cute. I just it I I wonder if it's an idea they had that they just could not fit into any other episode. I just wish it were in a different episode because it was really clever and fun. It but it feels so out of place here and there's so much happening that I that I'd rather them have devoted more time to like giving a little more room to breathe with all of the yeah. wild shit that happens throughout the rest of this episode yeah i agree i appreciate them wanting to give us like a a breath in between all this stuff but like you could have just spread it out and given us room to breathe the whole way through yeah and all it does is just just done something better here yeah because it's still at the end of the day like peter's not clever about it and so when the warehouse opens back up 
Harry and Gwen are just like, they just see the whole security system like in shambles. And Peter's just like, uh, I like, I don't, I don't even remember what he says. He like pressed, like I pressed a button or recognized that, that Harry wasn't there and it just shut down and then blew up for some reason. Like, I don't, I don't know. And they and don't they're believe just like, him. Okay. But then they don't question it further either. So like, well, the, the, Harry does question it and then just drops it. That's what's so weird right. about it. He's like, it seems like there's maybe more to that story. And then Peter's just like, oh, but over here, yeah. the computer. And I guess when you realize like what's going on, I guess it makes sense that Peter doesn't push or that Harry doesn't Not push. Really. But like, but like it should it it should pay off in some way. If he's not gonna if he's not gonna question it right then and there, it's not a thing he should just forget. You know? Yeah, I mean, I I could sort of if I don't know, I could guess I could see it be giving like more points to Harry potentially figuring out Peter is Spider Man before Peter can tell him that. But I feel like if that's what was really happening, he would have done he would have figured that out by the end of this episode you know like it Mm -hmm. so i don't think that that's what they were trying to do with this no i don't either that's why i think it's weird that they even have him question it yeah it's weird (laughs) it's like a situation they put themselves in that they did not need to do that just kind of honestly ended up feeling kind of like padding at the end of the day Yeah, it honestly would have been a lot more fun just to see the three teens figure it out you know because we had we had some instances of that earlier in the season when they were just like mm-hmm. it, it was corny because it was like teens building future tech to like yeah. take on but like I don't know like I would have rather seen yeah. something like that and there's plenty of action at the end of the episode so it's not like the episode's going to be yeah. lacking in action if they don't throw in this action sequence yeah. here either you know I don't know. for sure weird either way Gwen as we know is just a pro computer hacker who can just do computer things all the time does some computer stuff is like this computer's IP address of, 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 directs it to Midtown High. That's what it's coming oh, from. No, the wildest thing is that she's like, we can't, we can't decrypt this, but I can figure out where the files were created. And Harry is like, I know that IP address. What do you mean you know that IP address? You have the IP address memorized. <laughs> well, he's a what, genius. One he's a computer. Genius, yeah, <laughs> they're unique to computers, aren't they? I mean, I'm dumb, so I don't I know, so. but like, uh, he knows so. yeah. the IP address for Raymond Warren's computer at Midtown High? <laughs> I don't know how they're constructed, but what? I don't know, I don't know how like, like a collective server works. Like, maybe there's one IP yeah, address maybe. when it's like a collective network or something, like a school system would have. But then why no does one he have that me. IP I'd address? I'd rather be outraged. I'd rather be way, outraged. <laughs> it's a bunch of numbers that Harry should not have memorized from a high school that he doesn't even go to anymore. <laughs> it's so yeah. funny. It, I, I, think i literally was like what like out loud because that was the wildest thing in all these episodes we've talked about the fact that harry memorized an ip address for a computer that was not his and he's not even like the hacker like if gwen said that it would be <laughs> stupid but it's just like she's done weirder stuff with the yeah. computer maybe she's her brain just is perfect for that but why does harry know that you yeah. know so goofy so goofy <laughs> it's the kind of goofy that i think i'd be better like like more okay with if the the whole scene wasn't like what are we doing yeah 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 (laughs) but they do get to midtown right like he is right and so Mm -hmm. they continue investigating and peter tells harry that it means a lot that harry has decided to come along and harry's just sort of like yeah whatever man um which again is like fine because like we don't have any reason to believe that harry is there for peter like we just think he's there because he that peter made a good point right so uh so harry's not that enthusiastic 
Harry does also ask, like, so what exactly should we be looking for, like, now that we're here? And Gwen's like, well, we just need some sort of password or decryption code because I just I can't get into Raymond's files. And they're poking around and Peter notices something even better, I would argue, than like a password or decryption code because he notices like a secret passage under Raymond Warren's desk. Like he notices the scratch marks um, and they find like a whole ass secret lair underneath his office and seemingly under, I guess, the whole school because it's like that big. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I Raymond guess so. Warren has an enormous lab underneath Midtown High. Wow. There's way too many questions. I think you just can't go down that rabbit hole. Where, nope. did, that, where did that come from? I nope. don't know. How did he build that? I don't know. We can't talk about it. Nope. <laughs> cool secret but lab under this, high school. <laughs> isn't this... Doesn't isn't in the comics? Isn't his like weird cloning lab just like at the college or something? I don't actually oh, that's, know. That might you might be. Right. You'd know better than I would. I have not read the Clone Saga, but I but, feel like it, it was like behind a trap door or something. Yeah, <laughs> or like in a closet or something corny. Yeah, I mean it's it's fine. So it I don't might mind. be a reference. I don't know. It's it's fine. I don't mind. It's just it is very funny because it's like. Hmm, okay <laughs> yeah yeah oh wait did you you mentioned did you mention the fist bump already? uh i don't know if i explicitly mentioned it but just the fact that like oh. peter said thanks and harry was like yeah whatever i just but it, that, yeah it is a, a limp fist bump that fist bump hurt me though because it's so clear because that yeah. is the thing they do because he like does it with no eye contact and it is just like very just like a pathetic little fist bump and it's just like oh no, you guys really de- like obvi- the suspicions are there, obviously, right? Yeah. Like you know that Harry and Peter aren't actually on fully good terms. You know Harry's holding holding something right now and not being fully transparent. But like that makes it so clear that it's just like, oh man, that this is um, there's going to be a lot more rep- repairing that needs to be done right now. I don't know. That hit me for some reason like really hard. <laughs> it's rough. I mean, a big part of it is like Peter's so optimistic, right? yeah, because he's like yeah. such a puppy dog about the whole situation where he's mm-hmm. like harry's here we're good like yeah he's just like so excited about that or or the alternative is he's just trying really really hard because he knows that it's actually bad and i neither one right. of them's good right they right. both hurt <laughs> yeah yeah anyway uh where were we yeah gwen splits off from the two of them and harry finds evidence of warren's spider experiment uh, which, you know, we, we, we knew was a thing that he was working on, but it is actually being worked on in this secret lab. We even see the spiders hooked up to like a big machine or whatever, right? And that's when the big reveal happens when he just calls Norman. It's like, hey, Norman, I'm here. I found all the stuff that Warren's working on, you know, like we agreed to. And straight up reveals to Peter that the only reason he came along was to help his dad find and steal Warren's work. Yup. You're clear yeah. to come down, dad. <laughs> yeah. What the hell, Harry? Yeah. What the hell, Harry? Indeed. It's rough, too, because he's like, he explicitly says, what does he say? He says, like, I, uh, oh, uh. He says something very specific about like I, he doesn't say I duped you. He's oh I played you. He specifically yeah. says I played you, Parker. Oh yeah, it's really. I mean, yeah, because that's that's not even that's not even like oh you know Peter was just kind of a you know kind of like collateral in this little secret plan. I was dad was like no, he fully intended to yeah. dupe Peter. And I mean like to you know to to Harry 
Peter has been playing him yeah. all along about the he whole Spider-Man situation. So, you yeah. know, yeah. I think he says, like, I lied to you about working with Norman the way you lied to me about working with Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, he, yeah. he lays it all out. I can't be mad at Harry. Like, he doesn't, like, he, he has the best of intentions, you know? Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's the healthiest way to go about this fight he's having with his friend, but, like, I don't blame him for the way he's going about things because like he's been burned. I, I get it. You and know? he has a limited knowledge set. Like he has yeah. a limited knowledge set of, of the situation. And what he does know confidently is that his best friend has been lying to him. And those lies include trying to like besmirch the name of his dad, who he considers a hero. Yeah. He doesn't understand why his friend's doing it, but he knows that his friend is. Well, and he knows that it, this is a dire, like actual literal life or death situation because there are supervillains involved trying to kill yeah. each other. So like, I, I kind of get how he's going to be doubling down on defense in defense of his father in this case. So mm-hmm. it all, yeah, it all, it all checks out. Like it's not, there's, there's no way there can be a clean solution to all of this. Yeah. This is the very first time we've ever seen Harry do something that was sort of manipulative or like sneaky in this type of way he's his father's Um, son and his father's involved right so like it's it's you know he we know that he's worked with norman on whatever this plan is so Mm -hmm. um this is you know the the, let the mentorship begin i suppose i guess so so he also shares with peter that Norman confirmed Spider-Man's involvement in Warren's spider army. And when Peter's like, wait, no, no, that that's not, that's not correct. Harry points out that Peter just led them right to evidence showing that Warren clearly created Spider-Man's powers with these very obvious genetically engineered super spiders in this machine that clearly must have given Spider-Man spider powers. Obviously. Doesn't look good, buddy. Doesn't look good. <laughs> it really doesn't look good. I love that. It, I love that all of this is just like an accidental frame job for Spider-Man. Like it's kind of what it's all what it's all been this whole time. Mm-hmm. It's it's great. However, when Harry opens up the cases looking for Warren Super Spiders, they're missing. Uh, so the two begin to argue over all of this stuff. He kind of argues over their whole friendship, and Gwen interrupts them to be like, "Hey, um, I have some bad news." <laughs> <laughs> so I found a oh. corridor. With dozens of jackal-like clones waiting to be pumped with the powers of four of Warren's super spiders. So this is where the actual spiders actually are right now, guys. Yeah. 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 Almost would have been, but no, definitely would have been better if, if, uh, if Harry just had them. <laughs> yeah i think i misspoke earlier because i think i said they see the spiders in the machine but that's that's what they see later they just see all the machinery that and like and like data I yeah guess, so prove it. yeah well they go two separate ways right so like gwen goes down like some weird dark corridor which is why she doesn't realize where she ends up harry just finds like we've seen these before harry finds like the suitcases that warren was like transporting spiders right. in but the suitcases themselves are empty. So he kind of like knew what he was looking for, but like didn't quite know what he was in for because none of them could have expected like big machine ready to siphon and inject the power of super spiders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And into like little little jackal clones. <laughs> they look so much better than the jackal. Am they I wrong? Do. I like their design. A lot. They're scarier. Yeah. They're like they're like little. I mean, like they're almost they're almost kind of goblin-y a little bit. They too. are. Yeah. yeah. They're like uh, they're yeah. some combination of a goblin, gremlin, and yeah. the jackal design. Like they're yeah. all kind of 
I don't know. There's something creepier about them. No, that gremlin, that gremlin piece is important. There's definitely like a little bit of gremlin in there for sure. Yeah. Uh, a lot, kind of a lot of gremlin in there now that I think yeah. about it actually. And I, yeah, their I know, eyes I are so much cool. better than the jackal. This jackal designs like kind of regular human eyes almost. Uh-huh. So. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, lo- I, I love their, their little design. They're like cute and scary at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what I, I do but don't like about them? And they're, they're, I don't know that there's ever a good time to bring this up. So I'm going to uh, bring it up now. Sure. Their arms are like separated like there's a gap in their in their arms like as if there were no flesh between their bones Hmm. it's so weird and creepy to me the fact that there's just like a gap there i'm like oh yeah Yeah. why don't you have a full solid arm (laughs) 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 that can't be better for you but it's sure is scarier (laughs) <laughs> yeah yeah well and like i think they imply later that like they weren't fully complete yet oh, so like yep yep that could be part of it like they're not fully grown so who knows what they would have looked like you know oh good call yeah end. probably not as cool that's why they're kind of little baby gremlin <laughs> jackals yeah weird little, little baby babies. jackals they're little babies <laughs> they're just little babies his jackals many many dozens of babies <laughs> many many babies my babies <laughs> I wish they called oy, them his babies. Oy. That would be cute. Yeah, that would that would I I would like that. My babies, you turn my babies to pudding, <laughs> to oh, green God. pudding. Uh, uh, this episode's so weird. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. It's 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 similar to the last one in in the sense that like plot wise, as far as like where they are coming from and where they are going as they push things forward, like I like everything i just don't necessarily like the way that they're executing things like again the artfulness like i was talking about last week isn't right like isn't quite there (laughs) it's a lot of like stuff that happens like i think is the thing it's like like they knew where they needed things to end yeah but didn't quite know how to get them to the point without just being like and then this yeah it's just like a lot of someone shows up somewhere and then stuff happens and then someone up shows there and more stuff happens and then they go somewhere else where more stuff happens like that's kind of like it's just a lot <laughs> of it just thrown at you <laughs> at least in this one i think they had the right idea of having like the teen mystery gang like they, they yeah, could yeah. have really played with that in a way that i think could have really like worked for this episode especially Mm -hmm. because it's like here's the teen mystery part of the episode and Mm -hmm. then here's the last bit of it that is totally unlike anything you could have predicted right you kind of expect them to solve the mystery and then bam surprise you know like they could have really played with that but i don't think they played with it enough um and i don't think this i i doubt that this series is going to be one that gives us like high concept episodes no um and certainly not in its first season so if they really wanted to like play up the scooby doo of it all mm-hmm. um you know this wasn't the series they were going to do it yeah i don't think maybe in a future season but probably not i would have liked to have seen it but yep. oh well me too well, Harry's like super determined to get these spiders back to Norman to prove to make daddy proud. Yeah. So he just takes nabs like one in a vial from the control console. Uh, but of course, an alarm is sounding. I think Peter's even like, don't do that, dude. Yeah, he sure doesn't, does. <laughs> doesn't anyway. Alarm begins to sound to sound. Which the security system for this place is pretty bananas because the security system is just unleashing the clones on them. <laughs> that we're growing mm-hmm. isn't isn't this your army that you were growing and now you're just going to be like sacrificing them mm-hmm. like before they're ready that doesn't seem like the best i mean i know the jackal it seems a little bit unhinged but like that doesn't i feel like that's bad planning on his part i feel like he would have planned better than that 
<laughs> yeah, it's it's not good because the whole point of the machine is to inject the the little jackal babies with spider powers. Yeah. And they don't have spider powers yet, so why would they be the security system? Yeah. Are you just hoping they'll like overpower the person there? Which right. actually they do kind of say that at one point. They're like, "You know I what? Guess. They're not they're weak, but we, you know, hopefully we don't get over like overrun by them. There's so many." But I don't know. It still seems yeah. like a a stretch to me. It's a weird It's not a good plan. It's it was like, yeah, it was a way to get the clones out there and I <laughs> I appreciate trying to tie all that stuff together, but point, the point A to point B yeah. is that uh, a little weak. <laughs> the, okay. The writers for this week's episode and last week's episode are not the same, right? No, they are not the same. Yeah. Okay. I think even though they both have problems, I think they're different problems. And I think I prefer last week's problems to this week's problems. How do you feel about that statement? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I agree. I think I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, because I think the things that don't make sense about this episode really, really don't make sense. Yeah, and I think the things that were problems in last week's episode weren't that things didn't make sense. It's that it it was a lot to tackle all at once, and last they technically week, did yeah. it right. It just was maybe a lot to do in twenty four minutes. Last week they really had to find creative ways to have coincidences and contrivances to make everything work because there was so much going on this week. It really just felt like it needed another rewrite. Honestly, like this, this week it just feels like messy and there are pieces. missing. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, okay. Alarms are sounding. And like you said, the security system is just, the clones are out. The clones, the clones have arrived. Send in um, the clones. Send in the clones. <laughs> and of course, because Gwen's in that room, they do surround her. They also surround Harry and Peter. There are a lot of them. Uh, but before the clones can actually attack, guess who shows up? Norman Osborn with his commandos. So the Vulture's here. Otto is here. Alistair's here. Ollie's here. And I guess Rhino is now part of the commandos. Apparently. <laughs> Which is weird because the the commandos were fighting the rhinos. That yeah. was their whole thing last week. Something happened in between where they just gave Alistair a job, I guess. I don't know. Or not Alistair, whatever his name is. Alexi. Alexi a job. Yeah. Um, also, the Rise of Doc Ock Part 4, Otto finally shows up, what, like 16 minute, minutes in or something? Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, he does. They all have, they are all costumed. They are all costumed. Okay. Most, I mean, we've seen Vulture's costume. We've seen the Spider Slayer before. Rhino, you know, there's not much more to it. Ollie, there's not a ton more to it. Ollie's is actually kind of cool. Ollie's is cool. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm not, I, I yeah, yes, yes. I, we I just don't have anything to... to compare it to because this is, I mean, even though yeah. he is a character from the comics, his superhero yeah. or, or villain, I, it's hard with Ollie, I would argue. Yeah. Um, I think he's, yeah, his, he's, he's done his, many things. <laughs> yeah. His, his tech powered alter ego. Uh, is not rooted in the comics, so yeah. this just is his costume. Yeah. I didn't mean to. to I didn't mean to just like you know disparage it. Or no, whatever. no, no. I know it was, just, it was fine. Yeah, it's just there's not much to talk. Really, there's not much to talk about for any of them. We've either seen them before, or there's like not a ton of additions to it, uh -huh. except for Otto. Uh -huh. What do you think of his weird uh -huh. goggle so, mask thing? I honestly, my biggest problem with this costume is the goggle mask thing. Sure, I initially was like oh i don't like this at all like any of this but then i i looked at it more and it really is just the goggle mask thing yeah i think if that weren't there i'm fine with the costume it's not my favorite doc ock costume uh but it fits the aesthetic of the show and it's not like egregiously yeah. terrible or anything it's just sort of like uh it's honestly just his normal like 
jumpsuit plus tech. Yeah, it, his, it's not great, but it's not it's not terrible. His goggles are a little they're they're like a kind of weird, like kind of over design with how many like little like why does he have so many eyes? Like, are they just trying to riff on? It looked to me like they just pulled the sort of head of the Sentinel from the Matrix and just stuck it like the squid. It does kind of squids, look like that. Maybe, you know? maybe is that what they're playing on? I think they because Oct- mm. I mean, I know, I know, you know, an octopus and a squid is not the same thing, but obviously they're like. I mean, frequently they're very you know, closely related, right? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like they're frequently kind of bundled together, so yeah. maybe they're trying to play on that. Like here's the squid face. From the squid mm. robot monsters from the Matrix, stick that on Otto. Because on on the Sentinels in the Matrix, it looks really cool. Uh, so I can sort of see the thought process of that. I just don't think it looks as cool when you just stick it on one half of Otto's face. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't <laughs> think it looks good on him, especially because like his hair is still just like sticking out. Like it's not like a full headpiece or anything. Yeah. Um. I mean, I guess I'm glad his hair is sticking out. He has great hair, but like. I just, I don't know. It's just, it's weird. It just looks like a thing stuck on his face. I don't really understand what it's supposed to be. He doesn't doesn't need anything. The One of the things that's so nice, this is almost like, it's weird to compare like Otto Octavius and like Superman, but I do think there's a similar argument to be made when it comes to costuming them. The argument, like the sort of debate with with Superman is like, he is, and correct me if I'm wrong, because you know way better than I do, but the argument is like, you don't need to overcomplicate Superman's costume because his costume is for him literally clothes like he doesn't need armor he doesn't need like additional stuff because like he is a the man of steel or whatever right isn't that kind of a conversation sure yeah yeah yeah, for sure i feel like i I think i've even mentioned this uh with regards to certain autos before like auto octavius doesn't need stuff or things like i think one of the reasons that like the fact that he just wears clothes often where it's like either just a like mechanical jumpsuit like or or like a mechanics jumpsuit or literally just like a guy in a trench coat is because he doesn't need a costume. He's just, he's got huge arms and no one can touch him. It's like the reason he can often be sort of like chubby or schlubby is like, he doesn't like, he doesn't need anything. So what, I don't know what the headpiece is supposed to even be. Like, I don't know what it's supposed to like, what does it represent? Like if the visual language of it is very confusing, I don't get confusing and it's not that cool looking. So I'm not a fan. I was hoping it would get like broken and it would just be like a thing. Like, or he'd at least use it for something to like justify it being there, but it's just a costume yeah, piece. Just a costume. I think yeah. this show, the show, it, it frequently makes like aesthetic choices that I don't really love, but they are consistent. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I, I get the style of the show. I just don't necessarily love it all the time. We didn't even no. talk last week about like. I was hoping when we first talked about Alexi's Rhino that it would be like a middle stage, and that. They would update it. Nope. All the rhinos still just look like trolls. I hate them. (laughs) They're so ugly. They're so aggressively ugly. This show really likes to do like things that are, and, 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 and frequently this works very much for me, but loves to do things that are like round or rounded mm-hmm. um, and a little bit like bulbous or, or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't work for me with Rhino. Let the no. Rhino have a very sharp point. <laughs> Let the Rhino well, just be yeah. a big guy. <laughs> it also just likes to like put people's faces on things. Like they just put Alexi's flat yeah. face on Rhino's <laughs> round face. I think uh-huh. it's a problem with the Jackal's design too is that yeah, it's just. it's just a guy's face. Yeah, it's just Raymond's face but green on the weirdly, yeah. you know, triangular shaped jackal head. And it just looks mm-hmm. off-putting and weird. Yeah. 
And not it like looks, a cool, not in a cool, like grotesque way. It just looks no. like not fun to look at. It looks like a person <laughs> in a really intricate costume, but with, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like the traditional cats costumes where it's like you're in this elaborate mm-hmm. costume, but you mm-hmm. kind of just have like face paint on. So I can still like see your face, right, you know? Yeah. Um, honestly, it's maybe even a little bit more like the cat's movie where it's like, there's something like weird and uncanny about it. No, there's it's yeah, no, the cat's movie, I think is actually a very good (laughs) comparison. Actually. That's kind of where like Alexi and Raymond Warren fall when they're transformed. Oh, you never, you know, it's not good when you're being compared to the cat's movie. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Not good. Not good at all. Anyway, all that to say, I I'm fine with what Otto's wearing outside of the, the goggles. Yeah, I don't sure. think he needs it. I hope he doesn't keep it. I hope that oh. when he has come into his own identity, he doesn't. I'm hoping that's like Osborne issued crap. You know, I hope so too. I hope but so too. I we'll always see. warm up to whatever his costumes are anyway, so it's fine. Sure, sure. I didn't originally like the spectacular costume, and I warmed up to it. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. I don't anyway, know. Where we, I don't know where we stopped at. I, I do. do. The gang's all here. The commandos are here, and they're all wearing costumes. That's basically where we are. <laughs> That's right. Um, and Harry, Harry is like, "Oh, great! The commandos are here. Like, I will help." And he busts out his flame sword that we He's saw, holding that on yeah. him the entire time. I guess so. I guess. So. Well, it, like it like it retracts. folds. Yeah, it, like yeah. retracts and like folds up. I don't know how the fuck that works, but yeah, sure. technology is magic in the show, so it's fine. Yeah. And it has like a mat, like a mask with it too. He does like, have a mask, yeah. and at some point, I don't remember where it, it where or when it is. It's not mm-hmm. until later, but I don't think it really matters if I bring it up here. Sure, do it. Peter at one point comments like, "Oh shoot, you have a mask now," um, and I see you've upgraded your sword, which means, "Oh, the mask must be protecting you from like the additional energy and like fumes that are coming from your fire sword." Yeah, um, which does matter. It just wasn't obvious when Peter pointed it out that it was going to matter later. Yeah. It <laughs> so is, Harry it has is... this like this breathing mask that he has to use because yeah. he has this literal sword on fire. And I appreciate that that's like a piece from like a pretty an episode that otherwise like from the ice episode. Like uh, I don't even yeah. remember what the name of that. What is the name of that villain? The ice villain in that blizzard or something? Is it blizzard? It's something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Which for is sure. Like, <laughs> a pretty innocuous, like seemingly standalone episode, and I appreciate that. Like, oh no, that's going to be an important part of yeah Harry's arsenal. It seems like at this point, actually, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, well, so Harry's like ready to go, right? He's got his sword, he's got his mask, uh, and he's like ready to help. But Norman's like, no, um, you're not helping. And Harry's like, well, I just thought maybe I could be a commando. And Norman's like, you can't. Yeah. Just like pretty jarring for their interactions. Sure. But it kind of makes sense, right? Like he's yeah. You're not gonna let your sixteen year old son go with a flame sword to fight a bunch of clones. Like yeah. I think Norman's not a good guy, but like that actually is a is good parenting from him for yeah. once. I let think. two other people's sixteen year old sons do it. <laughs> oh, <that's, laughs> let Alistair and yeah. Ollie do it. They're not mm, of my flesh okay. and blood. Good, 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 good point. <laughs> I think for no, I think for Norman, there's a distinction. I, I yeah. say that to be funny, but I do also think it's it's real for him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> I think he values his own flesh and blood more than he would anybody else's. Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, no, that makes sense. You know? I mean, so, many plenty of people who are at Norman Osborne would feel do the same, the same way. So, unfortunately, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what's interesting though? This is where things uh, get interesting uh, from the perspective of this technically being an auto arc. <laughs> Because Norman's sure. like, no, Harry, you cannot help. And Otto's like, actually, Norman, I think he should help. I think he's ready and equipped. And Norman's like, 
No, I don't take orders from you. You're just a doctor. I am the general here, Otto. Listen to me. Please get Harry to safety. And Otto sort of begrudgingly agrees. It is worth noting, and this is messy, that Otto never actually helps. There's no follow-up on that. (laughs) Harry, Gwen, and Peter just leave. (laughs) I mean, the important part of it is... It's the argument. Norman. It's the argument, and it's and it's Norman. You know, to from Otto's perspective, it's another instance of someone being condescending to him, right? Like, yeah. Oh no, I don't. You are below me, and I'm making it clear that you are below me, and I give you orders, and you have to do yeah. what I say, which is exactly not what Otto ever wants to hear. No, Norman has done all of the things that we knew would not work for Otto. He has bossed him around. He's undermined his intelligence. He's suggested that Otto needs fixing or that Otto needs help. Like, he's done every single thing we know Mm -hmm. that Otto does not like because we knew it before Norman was interacting with him. They've done the Otto and Norman stuff very well. Um, Even if we're not entirely sure if it's a consistent thing with Norman, at least from Otto's perspective and seeing Otto's arc here, uh, they've really crushed that. They told us everything that Otto cared about and then <laughs> utilized it. Yep. I'm also just here, a doctor. The fact that he calls him just a doctor is fucking yeah. wild. Yeah. God. I mean, I get that it's a stressful situation, but like, Jesus, Norman, you're really fucking this up. Yeah. man. <laughs> Honestly, the only, th- the only other thing he could do is call Otto a kid. Yeah. Like that's like honestly. the one thing he hasn't done that would piss him off. Yeah. Yeah, Norman really does kind of kind of fall on his own sword here, honestly, in oh, a lot yeah. of ways. <laughs> Hoisted by his own petard, if you Absolutely. will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so battles happening. Commandos are battling the clones. Gwen, Harry, and Peter try to escape the lab, but get separated when a section of the ceiling falls between them. But obviously... You know, that's perfect for Peter, because if he's separated from them, he can just be like, uh, keep going. I'll find another way out. And also become Spider-Man right now. And so he becomes Spider-Man, fights alongside the Osborne commandos. Nobody really asks where Spider-Man came from. He's just like, I decided to come and help you guys. Otto points out that the clones are unstable and as such, essentially can just be like smashed and splatted with enough force. And so they just start splashing and smashing and splatting and turning all the clones to Mm -hmm. goo and pudding and every nasty thing you could think of it's pretty gross (laughs) it's very gross it's pretty gross and i know they're i know that they do it the way they do it because it's like a kid show and it's like well we'll just splat them right yeah but it's also gross (laughs) Uh i mean there's many many shots of spider-man just covered in a bunch of green goo and it's like that was once like a living being that's just all over you now (laughs) That's someone's body. That's just goo on you now. Uh-huh. Yuck. <laughs> Yuck. Yucky. Well, while all this splatting and smashing is happening, Norman is like, okay, well, you, you all do that. I'm going to destroy this machine. So he starts, like, smashing Warren's equipment and pulling out wires and just trying to do whatever he can to, like, screw it up. And Otto gets annoyed by this. He's like, um, Norman, he did a lot of research we could benefit from. Can you not break that? <laughs> And Norman's like, no, I hate him. We must break it. And as he does this, like, I guess the jackal shows up. Like, when Norman breaks his equipment, the jackal appears. That is how you summon the jackal. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) So Otto, with the jackal here, quickly restrains the jackal. He, like, grabs... He does the thing that Otto does where he, like, grabs a limb with each limb. Um, And Norman's like, perfect, great. 
I don't like the Jackal anyway. Finish him off, everybody. But the Commandos don't listen, which is very strange. They actually don't even move. And then Otto lets the Jackal down. So none of none of none of Norman's folks listen to him, which is strange. Yeah, yeah. I didn't see any of this coming. At I didn't all. either. At all. I was very confused as to what was happening. I like was trying to 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 piece together like how it was going to play out, and I like had an inkling, but I couldn't quite figure out like how it would have gotten to the point that it does. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like when they don't listen, I'm like, okay, obviously something's up. But I couldn't figure out why the commandos wouldn't listen, and I couldn't figure out how Otto, who was the likely, the most likely to reject Norman, got to a point where he was doing it in that moment. And I think they do explain it, like, but I just, I in the moment, I was trying to figure out how it happened, and I couldn't, I couldn't put the pieces together myself. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest, I don't, I like the idea of this, but I don't really like the how this is executed i think that's the story of this episode for me yeah so what's going on here is like otto laughs at norman and that's when he goes into his whole his whole basically basically his first villain monologue which is just like anyone who has no respect for science has no right to lead the commandos and he reveals that when norman claimed to own all of otto's tech which we saw in the last episode which was the exact wrong thing to ever say to otto he made it his mission to own all of otto's Corp doing so with the mind control tech that Raymond Warren used in that rhino attack on Oz Academy, which is very a fucked up thing to do because he basically mind controlled this the whole all of the Oz Osborne commandos, so he is mm-hmm. in full mind control of all of them. So Ak just like basically deployed this entire like subterfuge plan behind the scenes off screen just to go after Norman. And again, like this is the most villainous thing Ak has done, literally mind controlling people to do his bidding. Like that is an unequivocally fucked up thing to do, especially Mm -hmm. given that two of these people are 16 year old children. Bad to do to anybody, even worse to do to literal children. Yeah. Um. So it's a very fucked up thing. This is absolutely his like villain turn, I think. Very ex- definable villain turn. But like it happens after he's barely like in two episodes he's barely been in an episode that he shows up very late in and all happened like off screen basically. Yeah. I don't like it. I think I again, I think like if they had established the expectations differently and if they had been artful about these two episodes, if the whole point was hey, we can actually like advance this story we haven't touched in a while and kind of trick people into thinking this isn't about Dr. Octopus, but really cleverly check in with him along the way. Like, I think you could have done something really cool where when you look back at it, you're like, oh shit, yeah, that's right. Like, all the pieces were right there. The problem is, like, they really do backseat him so hard mm-hmm. that when you get to this point, they tell you what happened and you're like, yeah, I mean, I guess I could see that happening, but it doesn't really feel like they're earning your reaction to it. You know, like I I was like, Oh shit, here we are. Like it's happened. But that was like, I don't know. It it doesn't, it feels like they were trying to do a, 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 like, Oh my God, Otto was working behind the scenes all along. But in reality, it's just, Oh, you just didn't feel like writing any of the scenes that would actually 
set that up or lead up to what you wanted to do. It feels like you're just missing something. Is I mean, or like. you greatly overestimated what you did show us because there are, there are breadcrumbs, right? Like yeah, yeah, they sure. do, they have a moment where he's like, huh? So Warren but, was using mind control. Yeah. But like that's not necessarily enough. Like, and, and they did, they did break down the relationship with Norman and Otto. But I think the problem is it, it felt more like, it felt more like, hey, we have to get to this point, so make sure we have breadcrumbs there, as mm. opposed to like two concurrent stories where one thing is in the foreground and one thing is in the background, you know? Yeah, it didn't yeah. feel like there was an auto story happening in the background in an elegant way. It felt like they were injecting moments of auto just to make sure we didn't forget he was there. Yeah. And that's not that's not great. Yeah, it's something like I know we make a lot of comparison to spectacular Spider-Man on the show because they're very similar in like really surprising ways often. But I think one thing that spectacular Spider-Man really nailed all the time was if it did have storylines that it wanted to like continue moving, even when they weren't necessarily part of like that particular episode's plot, they were very good about finding space to be like, let's insert the scene of the daily bugle here. And they'll have this conversation and those will be things that lead that, you know, show up in another, in a later episode that come to a head or let's, let's cut over to, to Oscorp right now and have Norman's conversation. And that's going to be, you know, two episodes later that is going to pay off. But then people are going to feel like they have seen all of the pieces. They don't necessarily know where it's leading and they're going to forget about it. You know, in the meantime, because there's a whole other episode happening in the foreground, but there's always that sort of background, st- those background well, stories that are happening, you know? And Spectacular did it masterfully, right? Like, they do it with the entire series, essentially, or at least the whole second season, right? Where, like, by the time the season's over, you're like, holy fuck, they were doing it the whole time! Right, You right, know, as opposed right. to just, like, an arc, it was, like, the whole fucking thing. Right. Um and this yeah. episode, this this series tries to do it with like just two episodes. Yeah, I think and this doesn't this really pull it off. Series thinks it's doing it, but with like instead of it being like you know a scene per episode, it's a line in one episode, and then that's it. You know, well, like, and it's, it's not I enough. think one of the other problems is it's when they do insert those lines, it's frequently. With the exception of the breakdown between Otto and Norman, and I still think this almost plays into this. It's like auto independent of other things going on right so like Mm -hmm. auto is in the action with the rhinos but the actual discovery of oh mind control is just a line of autos on his own that could have technically been anywhere by anyone like it's not specific to him or Mm -hmm. what he's it, it results in this but it's not like interwoven into things yeah i don't know it's again it's it's i've i've said it a bunch of times these past two weeks like i like I like their I like the plot they have in mind. I like mm-hmm. the journey they have set for all these characters and I just wish that they had they had, you know, woven things together or like more elegantly gotten to the point that they're at right here. Cuz I love this idea that Otto is like he you know, he he resists for so Otto's story is great. He resists for so long leaving Horizon High because he feels this loyalty to Max Modell, who's like one of the few people who ever respected him. That respect is broken down, which ultimately leads him to going to Oz Academy, where he is immediately experiencing the exact same thing he just experienced with Max, because the moment he gets there, Norman stops respecting him. And so he has no one left, right? Like he doesn't have a mentor left that he looks up to. And so he's just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do this myself because Mm -hmm. I can. And now that I have these arms, I'm unstoppable. Like, I like it. It all makes Mm -hmm. perfect sense. You can see where he gets to the point where he's like, fuck it. 
I'm better than all of you. I don't have to follow anyone's rules. I just, we didn't really get to see very much of that journey. We didn't literally see We saw the beginning of the journey. We didn't see the actual transformation, like, heel turn. Yeah, yeah. I just, I so much more than I wanted to see. And again, in an episode called The Rise of Doc Ock Part 4, I would have expected to have seen more, but. And I I still think you could have pulled it off where it was, like, a surprise. Where we didn't think that this was going to happen in this episode. But, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. There's just something very off about this this particular episode. I mean, the whole two episodes, but like this one in particular, I think there's something really, really missing. Yeah, it's really it's disappoint. It's a disappointing end to this four parter that started off so incredibly strong. But and and I and it's for me specifically, it's disappointing because I do like their vision for Otto. Yeah, 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 yeah. From beginning to end, I really love their vision. So it's it's coming from a place of like wanting to see the full vision play out as opposed to thinking they just don't have one, which sometimes is yeah. the case. Sometimes we watch a show and we're like, what the fuck were you even doing? <laughs> That's not the case here. I see their vision. I just, yeah, they just I, I like it, it enough that I want to see it more. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, there's, there's still a little more to this episode. There's actually some yeah. big, big dramatic things that happen in this episode. <laughs> just Doc Ock and Jackal sort of begin to establish this partnership. Uh, actually, so uh, Norman Osborn has made everyone an enemy to him, and uh-huh. so they're like, "Let's team up on the condition that Jackal hands over all of his remaining research on mind control to Ock." Uh, with Jackal's just like, "I guess so," <laughs> but uh, Spider Man swings in and drop kicks Ock right in the face, so Ock commands the Sinister Five and the Jackal to destroy the Spider Freak. Hmm. Yeah, Sinister Five. Oy, oy, oy. He does yeah. make a comment at one point. He calls in the Sinister Five and then asks for Harry Osborn and mm-hmm. says like, and someone says like, "Oh, he left." And he's like, "Ah, oh, man, Sinister Six has such a better ring to it," or something like that. I yeah. do like that comment. I thought that was very funny. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> I was thinking that exact thing at that exact moment where I was like, "Oh, Sinister Five sounds so bad." That sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but they acknowledge it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so they're clashing. Norman wakes up and sets his sights on continuing to destroy Warren's work. That's still what his goal is. So he smashes the console. But of course, as consoles on these shows always do, it explodes, obviously. And, you know, not not that this is unexpected with a Norman Osborn around, but there's a green gas there that's released. I was surprised. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, it's, I mean, it's more like, it's of course there's going to be a green gas at some point, right? Yeah. Whenever <laughs> whenever he is transformed, the, it'll be part of it. I just wasn't. Ex- I guess what I was surprised yeah. by is like I was not expecting this to be the catalyst for his yeah. becoming Green Goblin. It is pretty wild because there's so much going on, yeah. and like honestly, it feels like there's like more to be done with Norman as Norman before he gets to a Goblin point. So it is surprising that like this is the big dramatic Norman Osborn thing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to talk to these creators so bad because I know what, I know where we're headed next. Like I know where the season is headed next. Uh, Generally speaking, not specifically speaking, generally speaking. I know the episode titles, right? That's already giving away quite a bit. Well, and the episode titles seem to me to indicate that it is the conclusion of everything or the culmination rather of everything this whole season has built towards. So it makes sense. Right. Right. So I just want to talk to them because it's like, not because I want to question them or anything, but like, just because I'm fascinated, I would love to hear them just talk about how they decided to allocate things. Right. Mm -hmm. Because 
I, I, I think it's really clever for them to incorporate Norman's turning into the Green Goblin here, but it also feels sudden at the same time. Like, I, I love that it's woven in here. It feels like yeah. the type of intersecting that a show like Spectacular would do, where it's like, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting that to be to to happen that way or to intersect that way or that character to be involved that way. Like, I like that. And mm-hmm. I, 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 I think it's worth it, maybe, to have it feel a little sudden for them to incorporate it in a way that I don't expect necessarily, but... I just yeah. would love to hear them talk about it. I don't even know what my question is. I just want to hear them talk about it. I, I'm very curious because, you know, I mean, I I, I, I don't know what we're, what, how we're going to feel once we get to the end of the season and have seen everything. Sure. I, I haven't seen beyond this episode yet. Yeah. Um, but I, I am fascinated by, like, how much pre-planning and outlining they did going into this because it is it is kind of wild that, like, there's a solid half of the season that is honestly kind of like a lot of scattered – a uh, lot of uh, just a lot of scattered standalones and then like the one kind of symbiote arc and then suddenly they just pivot to just like what is going to be three multi-parters is the way that it ends the season like that's mm-hmm. everything that we're doing now we're multi-parter here there's a five-parter coming next and then the season ends with a two-parter and like that is such a wild pivot from how the show started and i'm curious if that was like an intentional thing and i know like even with this four-parter it was it was barely a four-parter it was more like a tenuously a tenuously attached trade paperback arc kind of mm-hmm. but even still clearly they're they're approaching it with with an arc structure in mind that the show didn't really have at the beginning and i'm sort of curious if that was like always intended to be the case or if that was something that maybe retooled as it went along or something like that because that also could have affected the kind of pace at which they told these stories you yeah know? Last week, you said you were worried that based on how they how because they're so good at setting things up, there's a concern that they won't stick landings. My Mm. concern is that now that we're at this point where they have these arcs and they have so much culminating at once and so much going on at once. My concern is that they will be unable to pull back. You know Mm. what I mean? And I'm worried not that I need more of what the first half of this season was, but I don't want to be without the ability to have smaller scale episodes, you know? Yeah. I, I think that maybe we're done having smaller scale episodes for the rest of the season, but I have a feeling the second season. Well, actually, I don't know. I, the, yeah, I, I, have I no don't idea. know. I don't know. I don't know. Actually. Now that I think about the few things that I do know about where the show goes after this. So maybe that is actually a, a, a genuine worry to have. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But I do think for this season, it's just going to be a lot of, big stuff happening yeah. constantly. I don't think that we're going to be getting anything smaller than where we're at now. And, um, and I'm okay with that based on what I, again, I know the title of the next arc and I think it makes yeah. a lot of sense for it to be the next arc. Yeah. So I'm not mad at it. I think it, it actually makes exhausting. Of, it, it could, could be, be really exhausting. exhausting. It could be very, very exhausting. Yeah. But you know, may, the question then will just be, should it have been this long or not? Hopefully. Right. Yeah, we'll see. We're we're not there yet. We haven't even finished this episode yet. Yeah, so yeah. <laughs> we did this. We we do this every time we talk about the show, which is we just get excited. Like there's yeah. there's just so much to be excited about this this series that that mm-hmm. uh, I I can't I I guess I can't ever say it enough that I just wasn't excited like expecting no. to be excited about. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's very good at setting up stuff. <laughs> so that's yeah. at, the, at the bare minimum it's very good at throwing a bunch of stuff to be excited about out there yeah, it's, it's very just, good at setting things up and it's very good at knowing where it wants things to be yeah like it, it's good at knowing what the conclusion is it just yeah. we'll see if it's if if these two episodes are an indication 
it's possible that it's very good at setting things up. It's very good at deciding where things should conclude, but isn't very good at concluding them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. We'll see. We'll see. For sure. So, yeah, uh, Ock and his Sinister Five evacuate, leaving Spidey behind to save Norman, who's like, he's now trapped under a bunch of rubble because of this explosion and everything. There's, There's fire, fire everywhere. <laughs> Very dramatic. Um, by the way, this was under <laughs> under a high school, by the way. <laughs> so uh-huh. that's not good. Uh, and this whole lab is collapsing. Harry and Gwen, they do run back to the lab as Spider-Man attempts to keep a massive piece of debris from crushing Norman and just like straight up killing him. Uh, Gwen holds Harry back from running to Norman because he'll literally be running into fire and danger. And Norman pleads for Spider-Man to just leave him, save Harry, save my son, leave me. So Spider-Man's like, okay. And so he grabs Harry and Gwen, leaving Norman behind. And Norman, of course, surrounded by that green gas. You know what that probably means, Mm -hmm. Uh, but also under a flaming pile of debris. So Spidey swings out with Harry and Gwen while Norman is left there. I thought this was really effective. Oh, oh, it's good. No, I think this stuff is good. Yeah. I really like the idea that Spider-Man, who already doesn't like Norman and who knows Norman has been trying to, like, kill him, has to save him. That alone is good, right? That always Mm -hmm. is effective in my mind. Um, But then to have Harry right there and to have Norman, who he thinks is a terrible person, basically yeah. sacrifice himself for Harry, uh, which we know is is makes sense, but he yeah. doesn't necessarily know makes sense. Yeah, it's a confusing situation for him. Because yeah. He's sort of like, well, shit, if I, maybe I have kind of been wrong about this guy because like, this is a very noble thing to do, you know, and it's and, and, and I'm then sure he, to he have that realization s- and then know that he probably has to then kill him. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. to have the realization right before he's probably going to kill him. Yeah, and, and have the realization right happening. in front of Harry. Harry, yep. yep. I think the fact that Harry is right there makes this different, I think, than a lot of similar mm-hmm. scenarios, right? Like, there are superheroes who are who are put in positions where they have to decide between two things, and it's often either that they are able to do both, Spider-Man often finds a way to do both, or the two things are, like, separate enough from each other or not connected necessarily enough to each other that, like... Yeah choosing one directly harms the other this is a situation where like either choice that spider-man makes directly harms the other person that he's not making that decision for well and also any other scenario where you know norman dies normally you know what your classic like green goblin getting impaled with his own glider kind of thing harry's never there for that you know i think the only other time we've seen norman die or quote unquote die in front of Harry was in spectacular Spider-Man. And I think also to very equal effect where it's just very like kind of tragic, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's just like, that's just going to further fuel Harry's hatred for Spider-Man that in a lot of other instances is almost kind of hard to buy. Like Harry, why do you have such a fucking weird obsession with Spider-Man? It's just like, Oh no, he did watch his dad die. And Spider-Man is in some way responsible for it, but it's even worse in this case because this Norman isn't a green goblin. He's not a super villain. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. There's no, there's no way that anyone can say like that. Harry can ever think like, I guess my dad was a bad guy. It sucks that he died. Like there's none of that. No, his like, last wish is, was to save Harry. <laughs> right. Right. Like there is nothing bad in Harry's eyes. So to Harry, his dad, who he loved, who did nothing wrong, just died kind of at Spider-Man's hands, you know, yeah. like that's, it's, that's, that's very fucked up. 
But it's like so much more complicated than just dying at Spider-Man's hands. That's what makes it so good. Yeah, 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 for sure. Do you think, and maybe this is more a question for the next scene, but do you think, or did you get the impression that Harry was able to hear Norman and Spider-Man's conversation? Not that it was much of a conversation, but. I don't think he heard it. I don't think so. Yeah, Yeah, I don't think think so. I think that's the way I would do it, but I'm also very intrigued by a situation. And I think that's correct. I think that that's how I read it as well. But the reason I'm asking is because I think there's an interesting thing to be explored with Harry being able to hear that too. Yeah. Cause I don't think that makes it easier. I don't think that makes him hate Spider-Man less. Right. I think if anything, it just makes Harry's feelings more complicated. For sure. For sure. But I think for, for the story, it makes sense for him to not, not know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, to make things even worse, like I alluded to, this is under a high school, so Midtown High is currently burning and collapsing right now. So that's um, two weeks and two schools that yeah. have now been like either partially and or completely destroyed. Where is J. Jonah Jameson? <laughs> Where is J. Jonah Jameson? <laughs> two high schools have been at least partially destroyed. Spider-Man was definitely involved or at least present for both. Where is J. Jonah Jameson? Wild. It is wild <laughs> that they're doing that they're doing this right now. Like I they don't have if, to. This is not no. MTV. <laughs> Even MTV's had a Jonah. Yeah. It well, a it's bad also, Jonah, but I was gonna say it's just wild that they're destroying these schools like constant like right now. Like in the way I know that yeah. Horizon. I mean, there's two routes that they can go, right? Like, I know Horizon, they explicitly say it was only a piece of Horizon and they're repairing it and they'll be back in school in like a week or two. Um, Midtown, I don't know, man, that school looks pretty fucked up at the end How of the episode. How could it not be? But there's two routes that they can take. They can either just be like, well, it gets repaired in a month or something. Or this could also be part of like, you're kind of taking out your schools one by one. So Oz Academy is like the only school currently left in New York right now. Oh. I don't know what they would do with that, but I think oh. that they could do something with that. There's so many things they could do. I mean, gosh, like they they took an easy way out by having Horizon just have the week off. Yeah. Um, but like, imagine if Horizon had to go to Oz or imagine if Horizon students had to go to Midtown Imagine if Midtown students now had to use, uh, or at least even just some Midtown students now were being taken in by Horizon. Like, mm-hmm. you could really explore what you and I were talking about very early on in this series. Uh, if if there weren't so much, like, happening. If, if, if the destruction of Horizon High hadn't happened in the middle of this really dense arc, you could have mm-hmm. really, really examined some of those school dynamics. Yeah. Um, by forcing a situation where the students are intermingling in ways they otherwise wouldn't. Yeah. But I think Midtown will be fine in a week. I am worried that that's going to be the case. <laughs> I would bet so money that that's going to be the case. It looks so <laughs> like it's so, like it's on. Everything is on fire. The entire it's like facade its blows entire out. Front. Yeah. No, it's real bad. Yeah, they're just going to be fine in a week. I will be very pleasantly surprised if this has some kind of ramic- ramifications somehow. I hope it does. I will applaud them because yeah. I, I I, honestly understand the decision not to have it have ramifications. I don't I don't want that, but I understand why they would do it. Yeah. It's not their main setting, you know? It's, but it's just like, why then why did you have your lab be under Midtown High oh, and blow well, up Midtown High if you're not going to do yeah. anything with that, you know? No, I, I, I want to see it. Yeah. I want to see it. Me too. Well, as it burns, Harry, I, I, I like this. Max Middleman's really fucking good. Oh he's, yeah, he's very, 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 very good. Because he Harry, Harry in this show 
has always been like because he is just such a kind-hearted kid like he's never fl- really flown off the handle you know like i feel like he has shown his moments of like anger or whatever but like he's always like kind of tempered his temper you know yeah um he's a very precious like kind soul yeah so this is the first time he's fucking he explodes first on on spider-man i mean yeah he explodes fully on spider-man for not saving his dad spider-man tries to explain but like obviously harry's not going to be listening he actually like attacks him with his flame sword yeah he is out for blood in this moment he doesn't obviously fully like go through with it he rejects spider-man's attempts to explain anything puts away his sword and just like very defeatedly just asks him to leave and spider-man whips off but it's it's very very good. Yeah, and he's, I I love the line delivery of him screaming like "just get out of here" or whatever whatever the actual quote is. Yeah, like he puts. Oh, uh, it's really good. It's really really. Yeah, good. it's good, man. And it's like again, I know we're harping on it, but it's like you've seen so many versions of Harry that's just like, okay, dude, like James Franco Harry, just like I hate you, Spider Man. It's like okay, calm down, billionaire. But like with this, it's like, I get it, man. Like he just saw some traumatic shit after weeks of having it kind of piled on him, you know? And like after basically like having like losing his best friend essentially as well, like all of, all of it's piling on him. Like it, it totally makes sense that he's going to just fully, fully hate Spider-Man at this point. Yeah. I get it. And even though, even though there's a reason that the like typical or more sort of conventional, Norman Harry relationship is compelling, right? Like even though that's that is compelling for a very specific reason, like this show manages to make Harry so much more sympathetic just on his own, but also in this moment because he never saw Norman as a villain. He didn't yeah. like, he never had yeah. resentment for him. So many other versions of Harry are mad at Spider-Man for killing his dad but he also resented his dad. This is not a Harry who resents his dad. This is a Harry that like almost exclusively with some notable normal exceptions, uh, like loved his dad, you know, it wasn't just like, I'm seeking approval. It's like, no, he's a good dude. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good stuff. It's that's Harry Osborne is one of the best parts of the show, and it's really weird. <laughs> it's really weird, but it's also like you know, in an episode that's this messy that I think has a lot of problems. I think that like this is the strong suit, and they I do think that they nail the Harry Norman stuff by the end here. In yeah, this. really good. Yeah, I can't wait to see where it goes. I'm terrified to see where it goes. Yeah, I mean, sure, sure. Uh, they, they they just have so many balls in the air right now that it's 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 hard not to be worried but you know what i really like though i feel like they've set up a dynamic where harry can be at least for a time an arch enemy of spider-man without him actually being a bad guy like yeah oh i love that i think they've done you know? that masterfully yeah like harry harry can be his own vigilante he was out to stop Spider-Man because he really has all every, every bit of evidence to prove that Spider-Man is a bad guy and he can do it without, without going crazy because of the goblin formula. He can do it without hurting anyone else. It can just be, he is very squarely attacking Spider-Man and how does Spider-Man fight back 
knowing that Harry is his best friend. Like, I think yeah. that's, that's so beautifully done in a way that that doesn't sell out Harry's character. I don't know if that's the direction they're going to take it in, but I feel like they've set it up. So that's exactly what they can do. And I think they could do it really well if they can pull it off. I know? think that's best case scenario, especially since we know that, I mean, this is the last, you know, scene of the episode, but like, we know that Norman's not dead. We saw mm-hmm. the green gas and the episode ends with, you know, them revealing that he's still alive so like knowing that he's still out there and presumably going to be a green goblin i think it i think best case scenario is exactly what you're talking about because you don't want Mm -hmm. at least i don't want both of them to be like you know i I don't want them to be alistair and spencer Smythe. you know what i mean yeah like we don't need that so i think it would be way more son duo (laughs) yeah exactly i think it'd be way more compelling to have what you're talking about yeah Hope so. Crossing fingers. Mm-hmm. So this is the last scene. I, I I pretty much gave it away already. But on a on a rooftop nearby, Spider Man takes a moment to start processing everything that's happened. But he also kind of acknowledges, like, that's a lot. Like, I'm gonna need some time to figure out what the fuck just happened. <laughs> I need to go Which, to bed. <laughs> yeah, fair. Like us too, buddy. Like, um, and then the episode itself actually ends with a very sort of like, uh, it's it's a it's a. I don't even know if a trope is the right word because it's not really a story thing, but yeah. like it's a scene. It's the type, it's whatever the Acura slide would be mm-hmm. called. This is like one of no, those. It's, it's like a trope. A, no, a trope. Is totally it a trope? If that. it's yeah, like just fine. a visual trope, yeah, I guess. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. It's one of those, but I love it every time. I first saw it, I think, in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is under the rubble of, of Midtown High. We see Norman's hand reach up from the debris, and then we hear a goblin cackle. And the episode yeah. cuts out. I'm surprised that they didn't like make his hand turn green or something like that. Like I actually, I mean, I think that would have been silly, but like, yeah, it's, 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 it's like that. It is that like, you know, d- definitive and deliberate mm-hmm. <laughs> see that. Like, oh yep, yeah, there's is, no, uh, no goblin origin here. right here. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Even the laugh is something like that's, I think kind of uncharacteristic of this show to do something mm-hmm. that's like just explicitly not really. Because I don't think that laugh is meant to be Norman. It's just I think no. it just exists to tell us what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I, it's a weird episode, messy episode, but it does have some very, very good stuff in it. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's I think that's just a characteristic of the show. Like I think even you know I, I guess the worst the worst episodes of the show are probably ones that are just sort of boring. But I don't think there are that many of them. Yeah. Um. And then it turns out that even the ones that we kind of thought were inconsequential, like that ice villain one, end up having things that really matter in them later down the line. So yeah, good on this show for I've said it a bunch of times, but good on this show for even swinging when so many shows sure. don't. For sure. Couple a uh, couple instances of eye stuff. One good, one bad. Um, <laughs> we have th- this this arc really loves the Spider Man eye stuff. Like it really plays on Spider-Man's like reflective eyes mm-hmm. uh, because they do some of it with uh, with Raymond Warren in prison exploding. And in yeah. this instance, I grabbed one where it was specifically like meant to look kind of trippy, like as if Spider-Man was coming to the realization and it was like zooming in on him having the realization or something. Right. Um, it's just a really cool shot. It's kind of like the last eye stuff one we did where it has some like additional shading that they don't normally do. Sure. I like it. This looks though. neat. I like looks it. It's really neat. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, Raymond's face in the reflection of Spider Man's eyes is mm-hmm. also worthy itself of a face of the episode. Miles just being kind of tucked away in the background. <laughs> yep, yep. Like he is on this show all the time. Feels <laughs> right. 
Feels right. Oh, I, Miles, I really need another Miles centric episode at some I, point. In I was life. just gonna say, I really want a Miles centric episode. I want like a full on Miles episode or something. Like it a just mi- there could be that, a Miles episode where Peter's barely in it. Like I don't understand why they can't do that. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, that, yeah. I mean, they could do a Miles episode that Peter's explicitly not in at all. I sure, mean, that's I mean, probably not allowed that in that actor's contract, but like. But Robbie Damon voiced someone else then. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean they already do, right? They already voice right, everybody, right? Um, but I would like, I would like to see it, especially because at this point we just know so much they can do with with Miles. There's mm-hmm. there's a wealth at this. There's ten years worth of of yeah. stuff they can pull. From. I mean, not at the point that this show is, but you and I know that yeah. there's a wealth of of stuff they could do for sure. Um, for so sure. I would like to see more. But anyway, maybe someday we'll see cool Miles eye stuff. But I don't That'd know. Nice. We don't know what he does. We know that he's got spider web wings. That's about all we know about his equipment. I'd like to see cool Miles anything stuff in Mm -hmm. general. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm glad that we got to see um, his invisibility stuff happen in this episode. Mm -hmm. I think the last episode we saw him in, the Spider Trio one, I don't think he did any of his his own cool power stuff. I don't think so. So, at least we got that. Mm -hmm. The not cool eye stuff we talked to death already, which is just Otto's completely idiotic goggles in this Ugly, series. Hate it, so bad. stupid. Don't like them. Destroy em. it. Burn them. Uh, get rid of them. Hope I never mm-hmm. see him again. Awful. Yeah. I don't know, man. Weird show. I like it. Good stuff. I'm, I have no idea what I really, I mean, I have some idea what to expect next, but not really at the same time because I thought I knew what to expect from this four-parter and it didn't really yeah. deliver on what I expected. Some of, some of it in a good way, some of it not good ways. So I don't know. I don't know, we'll see. <laughs> what's interesting about this four-parter is even though the show was not interested in centering Otto in all four episodes, mm-hmm. if you choose to just look at like Otto's journey in those four episodes, I do think it's like really compelling and I love what they chose to do. Yeah, there is a great um, arc there for him. Just it's yeah. weird that big major pieces of it ended up being just in missing. the background and off screen. Yeah. Like, Especially because those first two episodes are like, they do incredible justice to their version of Otto. Yeah. So very strange. I will be very curious now that he is officially Dr. Octopus. Now that he has claimed that moniker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now that he has, has had his official heel turn. I'm very curious to see where they go with him. Because my concern is that they've they will run they will have run out of compelling things to do, you know. Maybe I mean I, I don't I, know. There's still plenty they can do, but there's going to be a power vacuum at Oscorp and Oz Academy now, right? So like I would hope that that's the next step is to utilize him for something with that. Um, now that Norman's like sort of unofficially out of the picture, so but it's I don't just know. yeah, it's interesting. I wouldn't. Yeah, I, I guess that's that's probably the most likely thing. It's his stated goal, right? Is to like own Oscorp now. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting that he's gone like full villain alter ego to do that, as opposed to like I don't know. We'll see. I guess he could still maintain sort of a a more civilian side of things, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know. There's a couple different directions they could take yeah. it in. IDK, IDK, my BFF Auto, my BFF Auto, exactly. <laughs> Uh, if you want to talk to your BFFs, Doug and Derek, not talk to us, hear more from us. How about that? 
and talk to us. Yeah, I don't you, know. You can contact us. You can talk us. to us. Actually, yeah, you can. <laughs> well, I was because I was going to first say, if you want to hear more from us, you can hear more from us on our Patreon at patreon.com slash snappers. You can talk to us there via comments and stuff and, mes- and direct messages for your patron. Yeah. Or, or, or if you want to reach out to us, you can also reach out to us on our Discord, which there's a link to in our show notes. Mm-hmm. Or if you want to talk to your BFFs, Derek and Doug, where can we find you on the internet, Doug? Yeah, you can find your BFF Doug on Twitter at Ikibuli, I-C-K-Y-B-O-O-L-E-Y. And if you want to hear him talking to some of his BFFs about books and video games and other pop culture, you can check out Novel Gaming, which is a podcast I do with my friends uh, Katie and Vicky, where we catch up on all the media we've been consuming lately. And also, if you like Pokemon stuff, you can listen to my Pokemon podcast here on the 4 Eyed Radio Network called Victory Road. What about you, Derek? Sure, you can talk to me your bff Derek, on twitter at Derek b gale or you can check out my other podcast gimmicks which looks at the high concept experimental structure breaking gimmick episodes of television and i have a different bff guesting with me every week to talk about a different show find it anywhere you get your podcasts or on twitter and instagram at gimmicks pod you can also check out our monthly podcast falling with style an ongoing pixar movie marathon where we watch every pixar film chronologically our episode on onward is out tomorrow if you're listening to this the day that it drops and that's available wherever you get your podcast that's bff blue brothers fantasy uh-huh you can also visit us on our website <laughs> that was good <laughs> no that was good i'm actually i'm just jealous that i couldn't come up with that and that you did and i would have never been able to come up with that you can find all the episodes of both Falling with Style and Walloping Web Snappers on our website at wallopingwebsnappers.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at Facebook at Walloping Web Pod for any faces of the episode or any other fun little goodies as well. You can also email us at wallopingwebsnapperspodcast at gmail.com. And we would please love it if you could rate, review, and subscribe to us on all of our podcast platforms, not our podcast platforms. We don't own them. Any podcast platforms that you use. Uh, uh, any ratings and reviews that we get across any of them really helps people find our show if they're looking for a good Spider-Man show. Next week, we start this five-parter. We'll see whether or Oy. not it actually feels like five parts or if it's just like an arc that's tenuously correct connected. I don't know. Either way, no matter what it turns out to be, we do know that we are venturing into Spider Island Part 1. Oh, boy. See you then. Bye.